And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Cordon Full of Fed podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Cordon Full of Fed podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. Let me get my computer out the way. This is live and fresh off of work. However, my co-host Jordan, who is back from paternity leave, when he went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information. However, we did record on Sunday, so you guys do have a recent Cordon and Full Effect episode that we dropped on Monday. where we did, we did a podcast file, but that one was fitness and finance information on that one. But we do have one of those up. And obviously, the Wealth Wednesdays, y'all know what it is on Wednesday. I'm going into the office now a little bit more, so I can't always record on Wednesday morning. So now I'm doing it on Tuesday when I get off of work, when I work from home. Regardless... Y'all know what we do on Wealth Wednesday. We get straight to the finance information. And I know y'all see the topic. We're going to talk about retirement savings, which is important if you're not near retirement age. All right. Because eventually y'all going to be there one day. And I did say I was going to sort of string together a few topics that sort of relate to each other as I try to fix my shirt here. That sort of relate to each other about just general like savings and income, your general financial journey and things like that. So this is the next one. And this little mini series, it's not a series. But before we get started. Make sure to hit that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure to leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. We see y'all liking. We see y'all sharing. We see the views going up. So we do appreciate that. Keep doing what you're doing. Just remember to tell somebody if you haven't told somebody yet. Now, what's the, I got the student loan thing on here. I, I don't. I got to check in. Let me see what the student loans are doing real quick. It's Clarence, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> he, he's in a situation. Let me see what the student loan forgiveness is. I can't see anything on the student loan forgiveness. I don't see it. Doesn't see, I don't see anything recent yet. We don't talk about student loans. Today. We can talk about student loans every day. All right, y'all. Again, my information as well as my co-host Jordan's information is in the show notes on YouTube. You can follow me at Cylon underscore Corey. You can follow Jordan at Stop Stalling J, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Then Jordan's business page is finallyfit.live. For his personal training information, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are the online sessions. Monday and Wednesday is 5.30 a.m. Tuesday and Thursday is 6 a.m. He's not doing any in-person sessions right now. All right, I made, I made sure he said it on the last quarter in full effect episode. But we're going to get straight to what we're going to do today. Okay, I think this is, well, this is the second time I think I've done this intentionally. I did it when I did this, ironically, the student loan episode. I got two articles for y'all today. I'm going to try to keep this under 30 minutes. I'm, I'm going to work on doing smaller form content when I'm doing this. But today we're going to do two articles. We're going to do one from last year in 2022. Y'all know we're going to CNBC, right? Why, why would I, how could I not? And then I'm also going to go to a CBS article second that's uh, from 2023. Let me go ahead and share the screen so we can get these retirement numbers. So first thing we're going to talk about is how much, uh, here's how much, as you can see, here's how much Americans have saved for retirement at every age. And again, before I get started, don't sue me, sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Neither myself nor Jordan or fitness or finance professionals. Any information you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only. And you need to do your own research and seek out a professional. All right. Now, is that Cheyenne? C-H-E-Y-E-N-E. Is that, I don't know, Cheyenne, Devin, Devon? <laughs> If you don't know the, the first time listening, the authors of these articles, their names always give me hell. Regardless, though, 
This was pub published on July 30th of last year. All right, we're going to see how much money Americans have saved by age. Looks like this is a woman's trying to calculate how much she has saved. All right, so again, here we go. On average, Americans have around, remember, average is generally usually higher than the median, but on average, Americans have around $141,542 saved up for retirement. That's terrible. How, according to the How America Saves 2022 report, Compiled by Vanguard. Ooh, this is interesting. Look at me getting distracted. There goes my ADHD. Oh, this is a, no, I'm not. This is 110 pages. Oh my goodness, a PDF. Not looking at that. All right, and, and investment firm right there that represents more than 30 million investors. Okay, cool. However, most people likely have much less than that. Right, as I said, the median. Okay, the median is 35,000. So the average is 140. The median is 35. That's one of the reasons you want to see the median so you get more realistic balance. I'm like, okay, what do people really have? 35,000 dollars. That's what everybody. Want to get in and see by age. That means half of account balances are lower than this amount and half are higher. And since averages can be skewed by a few outliers, the median account balance is considered to be more representative of what most people actually have saved in their 401k accounts. Yeah, if you have two people and one person has $100 and then the other person has $0, the average amount they have is $50. But the median in that case would be, would be, um, damn, how do you calculate median? Look at me. I was talking all that trash from the last one. <laughs> now I got to figure out. The median in that case might be 50 as well. 100 minus zero and divide by two. It might be 50 as well in that case. I don't know. I'll just take the L on this one. I'm fresh off of work. My brain isn't thinking right. Anyways, all right, so that means right half the balance is lower. Right, okay, cool. And then here's a look at how much money Americans right, have saved for retirement. Here we go. By age, retirement savings account balances by age. And nice. We'll have the average and the median here in this table for the listeners. So if you're 20, uh, less than 25 years old, the median is going to be $1,800. The average is going to be $6,300. If you're between 25 and 34, it's going to be 14000 for the median and 37000 for the average then for 35 to 44, it's going to be 36,000 for the median, 97 for the average. And then 45 to 54, 61 for the median, 179 for the average. 55 to 64 is 89,000 for median, 256 for the average. And then lastly, 65 plus, that's going to be 87,000 for the median to, and it's going to be 280K for the average. The one good thing is, as you get older, the more money you have in retirement. So that, that's a good thing, right? I'm glad that data checks out. Besides age, many other factors influence retirement savings, like income, obviously. Right, how long employee already worked for a company? Older employees, right, they've been working longer, so they should have more money. Nice. Then people just beginning, okay, simple logic there. But try not to fixate exclusively on your account balance. If you focus too much on your account balance, you may be tempted to react to short-term volatility at the expense of your long-term financial goals. Yes, when we're doing retirement investing, always begin with the end in mind. So you're playing for the long game. We're talking about retirement investing. This is a you know 30, 40 years minimum. You're talking about your retirement investing. This says Nyla Gandhi, senior wealth advisor at Vanguard. Instead, Gandhi, uh, the irony. Encourages investors to focus on factors they can control, right? Your expenses, your income, you can control your income, get another job, uh, investment choices, and their savings rate. Savings rate meaning how much money you're saving. So it's weird when you talk about investing, right? And you're saving, but not like in a savings account, but how, excuse me, how much you're saving. So if you're investing, 
you know, if you make a hundred dollars, you're investing five dollars, that means your savings rate in this case would be five percent. All right. We believe participants need to reach a total savings rate. Okay, the same 12 to 15 percent, including including employer contributions, says John James, manager director of Vanguard's institutional investor group. Okay, here we go, 12 to 15 percent. And this this is where you you're anywhere here from 10 to 25 percent. That's what I've heard. Anywhere from 10 to 25. Obviously, invest as much as you can. But you usually hear anywhere from 10 to 25, usually being closer to the 10 to 15 range, as you see here with 12 or 15 percent, where the discussion really comes in is, do you include your employer match in this and how much you're contributing? So in this case, you can. So they're saying if you're in a situation where an employer is investing 4 percent, then you can invest 8 percent to get to this 12 percent. Right. Or if they're investing 7 percent as your employer, then you can invest another 8 percent to get to 15 percent. I don't usually by usually I don't ever include your employer match when I'm talking about how much you should invest here, because if you're in a situation where let's say you change jobs and you're for whatever reason, every, every employer does not match contributions, but let's say they don't match for whatever reason they, they don't match. So it doesn't matter what the reason is, but they don't match. Now what you have to do is change how much you're investing. Let's say you're in a situation where your employer matches or some people, their employer puts in like 10%. And say it's not a one-to-one. -one. Say your employer is going to put in ten percent. So you're only investing two percent to get to this twelve percent or five percent to get to this fifteen percent. Then you get another job, and they're not investing. Um, they're not matching at all. Let's say they do something more similar to you know the four to six percent general range. Now you have to kick up how much money you're investing. Now usually if you switch jobs, you're going to get an increased income, but still you're going to have to increase how much you're investing, and that's going to have you take a hit as far as how much money you're bringing home. Or how about this? Your employer can stop doing the contribution. They can they can do you no know, three, four, five, whatever they're doing, and they can just decide to stop it. So I recommend that you don't include your employer match as far as this contribution percentage that you want to hit, 10, 12, 15, 20, 25, whatever it is. But if you want to, that's on you. The other key thing to worry about when you're talking about your employer contribution is whether or not you're 100% vested or not right away or when you do become 100% vested. In short, that means when you're 100% vested, that means the money your employer is putting in is your money. All right. Some people, they start out and they they don't start out 100% vested with the employer's money. You might have to stay there a year, two years, three years, whatever, and it might increase. So after you say a year, you get 25%. After you say two years, you get 50% right vested. And after you say three years, you get 100%. So if you leave before three years, that money you see in that account is actually all not yours. So that's something to be worried about or just have not worry, but to have in the back of your mind as well when you're thinking about your employer contribution. But it's on the safer side, the more conservative side to not include your employer contribution at all as far as how much you need to contribute. Now, do count it as your money based on how much is vested. But again, don't add it into the percentage. All right. Then they're saying don't panic if you're not there. Right. Most investors aren't. Yep. All right, here's the average retirement. And this is average savings rate for investors at every age. 25 year, younger than 25 years is 8%. 25 to 34 is 10.5. 35 to 44 is 10.8. 45 to 54 is 11.4. 55 to 64 is 12.7. And so is 65. So 55 and up on average, they do 12.7%. So that's below. Even Vanguard is saying 15%, right? 12 to 15%. But the highest number we see here for the average, the highest average we see here is 12.7%. And this is saying average total contribution rates to 401ks by U.S. workers by age. So my guess is this is not including the employer match, which is which is on which is good on the high end. 
that's a crazy high average for under 25 doing 8%. Shout out to the, the 18 to 24 year olds doing 8, 8%. Okay, here we go. Gandhi recognizes that reaching right recommended 12 to 15% can be daunting for employees, especially ones who are just starting out. True. So, right, start what you can afford, but do your best in all honesty. You know, if you're getting ready to graduate college or if you're 18 and you're about to start investing, invest as much as you can. If you want, if you're able to, when you start out earning the income, which most people don't do this because they usually don't have the information, but if you're able, when you first start earning your income to essentially invest as much as you can and sort of add, truly treat your investment like a bill where it's like, yeah, I'm going to invest 10, 15, 20% out the gate. And I'm just going to live my life based off what I have after that. That is one of the best decisions you can make for yourself because it's going to be if you think it's hard to cut out your lifestyle, wait until you if you think it's hard to decrease your lifestyle, wait till you have to increase your how much you're investing. That's the really hard part. OK. Um, all right. Again, it's OK to start what you can afford. Right. OK. However, be sure to write save at least enough to get your employers full match. Usually it's a one to one match or they'll match up to three uh, percent and then do a half percent match and you'll get uh 0.5% up to 5% to get a 4% match. It's something crazy. But yes, people are generally saying at least take up to the match. One of the issues with that is what if your job's match is crazy high, which is a good thing, right? What if they match up to 10% and you got to invest 10% to get 10%? All right, as you see see on these numbers, you know, if you're under, if you're essentially for most millennials, you're not investing on average 10%. Oh, no, most millennials are a lot about that because some of this is Gen Z. But that, that, that's on the average, right? So on the median side, most people are not putting up 10%. On their own. All right, from there, right, increase your savings rate by one, one or two percent each year. One way to at least slowly work in the savings rate increase for your 401k is to, or 403b, whatever you have through your employer, is to increase it by one to two percent a year, as it's saying on here, to eventually get to that 12 to 15 percent. So when your raise comes in, you increase your uh, savings rate or what you're putting into your retirement account by one or two percent. Now they have it automated to where it'll do that as well, I believe, on some of these um, 401k or 403b accounts. So there's usually a checkbox or an option you can select where it says, hey, every year, or maybe even on your yearly anniversary, whatever it is, um, or a year since you technically, I guess, opened that um, account, they'll bump, they'll bump up how much you're contributing by one percent. So that's something to check out as well. All right. And then saying Vanguard, all right, they got a free retirement income calculator. All right, you got to say how much money you're going to need after they retire. Okay, cool. All right, it takes into account various factors, you know, your age, how much you'll need, things like that. Okay, and then CNBC is saying you can also check out its retirement planning tool. Okay, for this. All right, so we're seeing here is that Americans on average are investing between ages, I'm assuming this is going to be 18, right, adults, U.S. workers. But anywhere, let's just say from 25 to 65 and up, they're investing anywhere from 8 to 12.7% on average. And then how much they have invested is anywhere, including the median and average, anywhere between $2,000 and $280,000. All right, on the low end for that median and the high end for that average. Okay, by the way, though, that is not how much money you need to invest. The normal, the amount is various numbers, but usually it's anywhere from, you might hear something 10 to 12 times um, your three highest earning years, I believe. That's how much you should have invested. But in short, if the if the average house school, I think, is around 70000 now, 10 times that is $700,000. No, the numbers did not show $700,000, even on the average. So now we're going to do that article, like I said, was from 2002. We are going to get to 
the CBS article. And let me see. Let me see how well y'all can see that. I gotta zoom in some. Give me one second. little blurry. Usually it's just blurry on my end when I'm sharing the screen, but when I actually watch the playback, it's not that bad. Let's go ahead and get into it. Millions of Americans near retirement age with no savings. Again, this is a CBS article by Janet Shemlon and Nick Catrona. Catrona? I don't know. March 1st, 2023. All right, here we go. Look at all these ads in my face. All right, so this is from Cumberland, Rhode Island. Marianne O'Connor juggling two jobs, sometimes working up to 11 hours per day. Not what she expected to be doing at A66. My guess is Marianne did not put any money away for her retirement. I talk about this. I've already said this before. You work 20, 30, 40, 50. You work your whole life and you don't have no money. At some point in time, it's going to be your fault. I would hope to be retired playing the piano again. Enjoying my life, O'Connor said. Well, did you put in that work in the past so you could do that in your future? Because at some point in time, you got to realize what you got to do in the present so you can get what you want in the future. With no savings or 401k, it's crazy how people have no money saved. Like some people have zero dollars. Like, how do you have zero? Zero. Because that's when we have to have a conversation when people are, are taking out 401k or 403b loans, whatever they are. And it's like, my goodness, how do you not have any money at all? And that's why, like, I don't knock. Or you can't knock people who just straight up put money in a savings account. They're not investing it. They're just putting in a savings account, earning less than 1%. And it's like, well, at least you retire with a couple hundred thousand dollars. Some people out here with no money. I mean, you know, I'd rather have 300000 than zero. Right? You want 100% of nothing or 10% of everything. With no savings or 401k, not even enough to cover an emergency. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, it sounds like she must have less than $1,000. She sold her home and bought a smaller one with... I'm not trying to laugh, y'all, but this says she sold her home and bought a smaller one with two other women. It's been a matter of life or death. I bet it has been, she said of her current financial situation. Millions of Americans are nearing the golden years, are still financially underprepared for retirement, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. 50% of women and 40% of men between the ages of 55 and 66. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, this says 50% of women and 47% of men between the ages of 55 and 66 have no retirement savings. I wish they did a dollar amount instead of saying no, but I'm going to assume no means $0. That is insane. That's a large number. Shout out to Social Security. These people got it. These people just get, well, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say, but like, so this is baby boomers and this is the back end. This is like the late end. Yeah, the back end of baby boomers and a good part of Gen, Gen X. And essentially half of them have no retirement savings. Oh, my goodness. That's just hard to read. O'Connor, who adopted and raised three children as a single mother. Wait. This is a short article, but I feel like this. <laughs> I was going to try to do in the 30 minutes, but this <laughs> It's saying Marianne O'Connor, who adopted and raised three children as a single my bad for the listeners, you're not watching this. As a single mother, she adopted three children. Do you get to be in the single parent category if you adopt? 
neither here nor there right now. It is because it's right here, but different data points got to be if you choose to enter that situation. She says she knew she would be. A... What do you mean? She said she knew. I have a live for pay now. Oh, no, no, no. She's like, Marianne O'Connor said, I have a live for now philosophy. Well, okay, then that's fine. See, I have no issue. She don't got no money, and this is how she lived. But then, does she get to take out the Social Security? At some point in time, you have to pay for your actions, especially if it's an intentional per Marianne O'Connor, per this article, at least. I don't know if this is for Marianne O'Connor, but this is how they're quoting her. For her and her, for her and others without a nest egg, experts said it is not too late to make a plan. According to, it's not too late. But I mean, you at sixty six, you got on average fourteen years left. According to the ARP, AARP, that includes continuing to work, lowering your cost of living, which she did. She's still working. She got yeah. I mean, she did these two things and saving when you can and delaying Social Security benefits until age seventy. My goodness, in order to get the largest monthly check possible. You should also avoid risky investments that you think will make up for the lost time. If the investments don't go to zero, you're better off investing in risky stuff. Part of the reason might be you should avoid risky investments that you think will make up for the lost time. And like most of us, you didn't start investing in a timely fashion. So you might always be in a situation where you believe you need to do a more risky investment to make up for lost time. But then you avoid that and you end up not investing at all. And then you have no money invested. All right. Sometimes you just need to invest, like just pull the trigger, shoot. My goodness, the higher the promise returns, the more you want to do in real research, want to do in real research before you put your money in something like that, said David John, a senior policy advisor for the AARP Policy Institute. Okay, I think we're about to wrap up here. Yeah, we're almost done. Oh, my goodness. According to AARP, nearly, okay, 57 million Americans work for an employer that does not offer retirement savings plan. How many working Americans do we have? In 2022, this is from Statusa. Estimated over 158 million Americans were in some form of employment. That's 160. So 57 divided by 160. That's 35% of this is saying that Americans do not have access to a retirement plan. Shout out to the IRAs, traditional or Roth. Oh my goodness. That slightly explains the issue because then you have to have the education to know that you can invest in something else if you don't have a, an employer plan. Now, one would say, if you're at an employer who does not offer, and I'm not saying this should be a law, but just simple logic, if your employer in this is in, if you're in one of these 57 million Americans whose employer does not offer a retirement savings plan, it'd be nice if the employer would just say like, hey, you can do have traditional Roth options or you can just invest in a straight up brokerage account. Like, you know, give you some other plans because for people who do have retirement plans at their job, you do get benefits where you can speak with a financial advisor, an investment professional on how to handle your investments. Like it comes all, you know, as part of your employer benefit. Oh my goodness. Amy O'Connor's, excuse me, Marianne Amy O'Connor. Is that, is that Terminator's mom? Is that her name? No. Okay. I was about to say Sarah. I was about to say, I know that's not her name. Uh, but it's saying uh, Marianne O'Connor, but her name was Sarah Connor. Regardless, it's saying that uh, Marianne O'Connor said, but I guess I would now say that they need to start planning as early as they can. Right. She wishes to start earlier, but say save as early as you can. Yes. As for O'Connor, she's continuing to work. She formed a company 
that plans trips for groups of women and that allows her to see the world for herself even if she's working while doing it. Okay. I guess that's a good compensation right there. If, if you can't travel during your retirement because you don't have enough money to retire, open up a business where you get paid to travel. That's not, you know, in general, that's what that said. But are y'all still, I think I, I think I still, did I do it? Yes, I'm under 25 minutes. Are y'all, again, it's a short episode, but again, this is a, a recap. Most Americans are investing on average anywhere between 8 to 13%. And then the median that Americans have is anywhere from $2,000 to $90,000 invested. But the average they have invested is anywhere from $6,000 to $280,000. And those age ranges are anywhere from 25, a little under 25 to 65 plus years old. However, the CBS article we just read is that 50% of women and 47% of men between 55 and 65 have no retirement savings at all. At all. That is insanity. So what do you need to do? Necessities, debt payments, investments, lifestyle, right? What's the solution? Start planning out your retirement as early as possible. And one of the big things, and I wish, you know, uh, that Vanguard uh, article was, was a PDF. It was 110 pages. But one thing that people overlook is, putting themselves in a position where they know where they don't have to take away from your retirement. It's one thing to slow down slash stop your investing. It's another to have to pull from it. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you might have to pull from your retirement before or your savings, investing, whatever it is, before you want to. In short, let's say you want to save for a vacation. Let's not talk about right retirement. Something you want to do. You want to save for a vacation. But then something happens where you have to pull from your vacation savings from a financial standpoint. You're in a situation. You don't want to be in that situation. Once you actually can save for a vacation and I have to take from that vacation fund, that's when you actually start doing it. So the same thing in retirement. You want to put yourself in the financial situation, get on the budget, increase the income, pay down the debt, have an emergency savings, right? Whatever you want to do from a financial standpoint, whatever your plan is, if you don't like the plan over here, other plans out there, put yourself in that financial situation where you definitely don't have to pull from your retirement or from your investment accounts before you want to, or before the um, the intended the intended purpose, and especially if you want to be in a situation where you take out something like a a four hundred one k loan for a house, or really in general, that's just proper planning. Mo most people are in a situation where they've been investing for fifteen years inside of their four hundred one k, and then they decide to take out their four hundred one k for a four hundred one k home loan. That's not most people's situation. Most people haven't been investing, let's just say, 10 years in like a substantial amount, right? They might have been taking a match. They haven't been doing a double digit, that 12 to 15 percent that we saw from the Vanguard uh, recommendation from, uh, I can't remember the first name, but uh, Gandhi, the senior advisor um, at Vanguard. Most people aren't investing double digits. The average is right, but not the median. They're not investing double digits into their retirement account. So with that being said, and they haven't been investing like for double for a decade plus. So really, you're in a situation where just don't invest in your retirement account if you're going to end up taking from it, because now you're going to have stipulations on you from a 401k loan standpoint. Where you got to pay it back. And you have interest and things of that nature. You're better off from that financial standpoint. If you're just going to take out your 401k to use that as a down payment for your for your house, you know, you can just not invest that money inside of your 401k, then save it in a high yield savings and then go and make the down payment for it without having those strings attached to the 401k loan. It's the same thing. And remember, you can usually take only up to 50% from your 401k anyway. It's not like you guys have $100,000, right, in your 401k by the time you turn, you know, 30. We already saw the, the median, the average numbers. 
most people aren't in that situation yeah if you're if you're 35 to 44 and the average that people have is ninety-seven thousand dollars, with the median is thirty-six thousand. so we go with the median most people are in a situation where they're going to be taken out let's do the median number on the high end which is ninety thousand dollars for 65 plus excuse me for 55 to 64. so at most people are going to be taking out forty five thousand dollars at most and that's not most people's situation you're probably taking anywhere from 10 to 20k 20k tops truly out of your 401k to put down towards this home loan but you'd probably be in a better situation to either just take up to the match or figure out truly what you want to do from a financial planning standpoint if you know you want to buy a home in the next five years but you're not really managing your money that way to actually do it and you're like okay i mean i got this retirement 401k loan i'm gonna take from that just turn it off and save the money but the real issue is what you're not disciplined enough to not use that money and you got to put it in an account where you can only take out of it we got click you know there's more friction right more barriers that you got to jump through or more hoops you got to go through barriers you got to go through hoops you got to jump through to actually take out that money you need someone to actually say that you can get it versus where it's just sitting in your in your savings account because you don't have no discipline you can just take it out and they tell you nothing you know don't don't have that you know don't have a debit card or checking account linked up to it it's like my goodness where's the discipline for these grown adults all right so sometimes you really just need to do you need to do better financial planning right whether or not you should take out a 401k loan or not for whatever reason and really just plan out your finances most of you're going to buy a house before you turn 40 and most of you really don't have that much money loaded up in your retirement account to where it even makes sense to take that money out and put it towards your 401k loan you're probably already behind on your retirement all right so don't you shouldn't really take the money out anyway but at least have the proper planning in place where you really decide whether or how much you should invest or you, if you should invest at all. I'm pro taking the match, especially if you don't have no debt. But if you're going to turn around and take out a 401k loan, which a good amount of people do, that would not be my recommendation. Let me tell you who do that. How many? That's a long question. Oh, this is saying it caps at 50,000. See, 50 that see if you want to put 20% down to avoid PMI, 50 50,000 is 20% of um what is that? It's 20% of let me see. Two, two yeah, 250. My goodness. I can't get a number here on people use it on average. All right, but that, that that's something that you that people need to be aware of when they're actually planning and doing these type of things. It, it might be best in the short term. I'm hard pressed to say, like, don't invest at all. But if you are just going to take that money right out, there usually is no need to put it in because you won't put those strings on you. All right. But that's it. That's all I got for that one. Locked and loaded. End of the episode. Again, if you have any questions or concerns, you can reach out to myself at sideline underscore Corey or you can reach out to Jordan at stop selling J. You can email us at Corden NFE at gmail.com that's two n's back to back fe at gmail.com leave a comments on any of our posts youtube videos dm us and we'll get reached back out to you as fast as we can if you have any topics that you want us to cover we will cue those up for you as well all right y'all make sure thanks i'll be messing up i look struggle streaming here, here here's my my title americans are retiring with no money you guys got to get started on retiring but not just retiring putting yourself in the position where you can continue to invest and increase how much money you're investing. Don't put yourself in a situation where you invest money and take it out, invest money and take it out. Because you you're trying to avoid debt or move the debt around. That's not what you want to do. You got to put yourself in a position 
properly plan your finance, not just a one year, two year, three year, four year, five year plan, but start thinking 10, 15, 20 plus years out as best you can about how you actually want to conduct your finances and where you want to be as far as the timeline of your life when it comes to your finances. All right. All right, y'all again, reach out to us if you need anything. But as I always end out, remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.